What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 29th, 2019. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Andy Cortez, making his return to the show after wow. so, so long. What's up, guys? Has it been like a year? Uh, no, I've done one with Greg since then, I okay. believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, you know, I got like the Tom Holland contract. It's like yeah, I have, yeah, I have yeah. a certain amount of numbers, some mm-hmm. number of episodes I have to fulfill and and then and you're I'm gonna done. break our hearts forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm done. <laughs> wow, wow, that's exactly how it's gonna go. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great, Tim. Yeah. Feeling fantastic. Yeah. It was one of those things where like the alarm went off. Looked at it. I was like, "How do y'all do this?" <laughs> oh crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's <are> wild. <laughs> James Daly, our earliest show. So yeah, yeah y'all are wild. <laughs> Andy man. had to get in here early. <laughs> it's crazy. Waking up at nine. Woo, woo. <laughs> it's exhilarating. What a rush. You know what I mean? <laughs> how was your streaming going? It's good, man. It's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You streaming last night. What were you playing? A uh, lot more control. Mm, yeah, you're out of control, man. Wow. Dude, yeah. So, like, you know, I've been playing a lot of Hoobas. I'm feeling out of control. Yeah. Hey, you remember that Hoobas thing song? Um, and I think I'm about halfway done with the game. Maybe mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I've just been pouring over the like. Last night the stream ended. I went to go take a shower, and then I just went back, turned on the game, and just looked and kind of just reread through all the collectible the items that I've found. Yeah, it's it's awesome, dude. Yeah, you love really the game? Really good game. Loving it, yeah. Ooh, Absolutely it, loving it. You think it. it could be your game of the year? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I did run into an issue last night where, you know, I, I, we mentioned yesterday we recorded Gamescast Live or whatever, and I popped on and um, uh, Fran was talking to Greg about Control, and, uh, and then I popped in to kind of like, you know, give my two cents, and I've experienced a little bit of hitching here and there, uh, frame rate issues. Um, but nothing too bad. Like mm-hmm. it, it, I'm talking like a couple, like you know, half a second of something happens and it is a little bit of a hitch, and I keep on fighting or whatever. But last night I encountered like one of the worst, Bugs. like not, not even just bug. It was just a big long encounter with several enemies, and there was a lot of Slow slowdown. Dude, a lot of it. Yeah. It was. It was like, whoa, this is the first time I've seen it on this scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm not doing as well as you. Hopefully they put out a patch. Yeah, I might need a patch. You might need an I eye might patch. Need an eye patch. Yeah, my eyes all messed up. I had to miss work yesterday. Had to get new glasses, and now I have to wear them for an extended period of time. And I'm not comfortable with this. So everyone, please bear with me. Those are cool these glasses, times. They're all right. People can't tell, man. But anyways, uh, the the biggest problem that is that me and Greg are becoming the same person. Ah, that's it's true. just like I had to call him and be like, "Hey, man, you're never allowed to buy Jordans or bomber jackets. I'll never wear Converse." I'll avoid chicken wings as much as possible. I'll admit, it was kind of weird as the show was starting tonight here. What's up, everybody? Like, you know, like yeah. I thought you were going to go in with that thing. No, 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 no. You're doing today. great, though, Tim. Not today. Thank you very much. Playing so today, hurt just like Michael Jordan did, dude. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Tony uh, Romo we, played with a bruiser rib. Not, not familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about many different things, including Pokemon Masters, a little Resident Evil action going on, some Shovel Knight. It's very Tim Getty's act. Very excited about this. Um, some housekeeping first, though. PAX is this week. There's a Guild Wars event Friday morning at 9 a.m. The Kind of Funny Game Showcase. Friday at 4.30 p.m. Uh, the Inner Sight Championship, Saturday at 9 p.m. All of it will be live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, for more info, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash events. If you're at PAX, make sure you go say hi to Greg. He's the only one of us that's there. Uh, Gary Wood is there, too. Um, he's us. But there's he, tons of be- tons of best friends there. Yeah, tons of best friends, everyone. It'll be cool. Snowball Blessing, Mike's there. Chloe. Blessing will be there. Chloe, you know. 
the party time. Yeah. Speaking of parties, uh, there's a new party mode out. You can go watch the Mario Maker one now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. How you feel about that one? It's Some really of your best fun. Work? Yeah, it was. It's one that I finished editing months ago. Oh yeah, yeah. But there, uh, but you know, we just had so many things kind of come down the the pipeline with you know Borderlands and having to release those because like that's the hottest time to release them it's or whatever. Hot, hot, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's this is one where Nick transforms several times into Benjamin Franklin. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a treat. Great, it's a treat. Great. I, I saw something for the first time. This is kind of weird to like address a YouTube comment, but in one of our Borderlands party modes of last week, there was a guy that was like, "Oh my god, their acting skills are horrible. They're clearly playing in front of pre-recorded gameplay." And I was like, "Really? I've never Whoa, seen. I've never what? Se- like. I've seen a lot of hate comments, obviously, yeah. but that's the first <laughs> time I've ever seen someone being like, Fuck, they know our secret, dude. Like their acting skills are zero out of ten, and also the cringe is w- off the fucking charts. And I was like, you really thought we're in like cringy? Sure, we're very cringy, but like I've never seen anybody." Accuse us of. <laughs> I've never seen anyone accuse anyone yeah. of that. What a bizarre thing. Yeah. You know how much effort that would be? Unless it's you're like, stealing someone else's yeah, gameplay? What the hell? Yeah, it's very weird. Very that weird. Very weird. <laughs> uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Muhammad Mohammed. Um, today we're, ta- we're brought to you by Upstart in Brooklyn, but we'll talk about that later because for now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. We have five news stories today. A baker's dozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off with some Resident Evil. A new Resident Evil to be revealed at Tokyo Game Show in September. This comes from Matt Perslow at IGN. Capcom is teasing a new Resident Evil project, which it will reveal at Tokyo Game Show this September. The tease comes in the form of a website called Project Resistance. Barry, can you bring that up, please? Uh, The R and E in the title are shown in red among other white letters, making it fairly clear the game is a Resident Evil title. The website explains that the teaser trailer for the new project, not this one, the this I want to show in a second, but the uh, website itself. Um, the website explains that the teaser trailer for the new project will be shown on September 9th at 3 p.m. UTC. God knows whenever that is. Uh, so Ulti- 8 a.m. Ultimate time. 8 yeah, ultimate time. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> we got 8 a.m. PT. Uh, and it suggests that people stay tuned for future updates. Yeah, you can see it here. Obviously, it's going to be Resident Evil. Uh, project Resistance will then be shown at Capcom's booth at Tokyo Game Show, in which gameplay is promised. The game will be on stage on September 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Uh, the website also includes logos for PS4, Xbox One, and Steam, suggesting that the game is in development for current-gen hardware. And then they Things got a little leaky, Andy. Mm, Reddit user 5i Samurai has discovered images from the Project Resistance trailer Grab some thanks napkins. to a YouTube thumbnail grabber tool, which they used on the live stream URL. The images show a group of four people in civilian clothing, which may potentially point to a four-player co-op game, perhaps akin to Resident Evil Outbreak. Clear images were subsequently posted by Twitter user Nibble. So here we go. Nibble? 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 Nibblution? Nibellion? I don't know. Um, I I'll I'll say this. Go back to the one on the left, please, Barrett. Like, is it is it a wig? I don't know. Like the hair, the hair just looks real bad here. Obviously, this isn't like in game. This is clearly like a cut scene of some sort, like a cinematic CG. It doesn't mm. look like an in game. It I doesn't mean, look dude, like a in game games with the RE engine. I, like that's in game, man. It's the most beautiful game engine I have ever seen. You really think that's in game? I mean, I it, it's probably gonna be. Like that's not like a moment that you're actually playing, but yeah. it, it does look like that. Hmm. Like it's it's stunning every time that I see it. Like Devil May Cry Five and RE Two, just and RE Seven as well. Unbelievable. Um, what does this do anything for you? Um, 
I think this might do something for me if this is similar to uh, what we saw with World War Z. Mm-hmm. If it's that style of game, uh, a Left 4 Dead style like third person shooter. I'd rather it be a third person than a first person. Um, but I mean, is battle royale maybe? Like, what if it's what if it's fifty people and sort of what Call of Duty had with zombies on the map and things mm-hmm. like that? Project Resistance. I I gotta bet that it's gonna be like World War Z. Yeah, where it's less Left 4 Dead, where it's not so much class based. It's more just like every character is equal. They're out. You're fighting zombies and stuff. But with the production value of the current Resident Evil games, which I am all about. I'm a little disappointed that the game they're working on isn't an uh, RE3 remake or an RE8 or whatever, because uh, we got teases of this. We got plenty of time for that. The, we do, we yeah. do. Uh, but in the last couple months, there there was like tweets going out that Capcom was talking about, hey, we're working on some Resident Evil project. If you want to be involved on some like behind-the-scenes level, you know, you can apply for, for whatever, um, which definitely hinted at it being some type of multiplayer game, something that wasn't going to be like a core Resident Evil experience. But Maybe it's um, just a live service game. Maybe it's some sort of... God, I hope not. You know, don't do that to me, Andy. Like create a player because those, I mean, those four players didn't. Or I mean, I don't want to say that there's only four Can players you bring it up again? because um, I could have sworn there was like a couple of extra people, like uh, the woman in the back with the with the yellow jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, is that May? I don't know if she is. She kind of looks like May. I don't know if she's on the other screenshots. And I feel like there was somebody else in one of the other screenshots that isn't in those photos. No, maybe not. And yeah, could just be those four people. Yeah. But um. Fairly generic dudes. Yeah, pretty generic tricks. looking. The, uh, you know, the one interesting that World War Z had was, you know, a lot of different choosable characters. And I think they did have inherent traits, right? I think they all had sort of passives. In which one? Uh, World War Z. Oh, did they? I thought they did. Oh, maybe. I, I didn't I could have sworn like one of them, you know, like, I don't know. I could just be making this up. I don't, we played that party mode so long ago, mm-hmm. but I thought there was like faster reload times with this guy. Or this maybe. guy is like the demolitions, whatever the hell, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It could be interesting. I, I think that your best hope, uh, Tim, is that this is a four-player co-op and not a live service. And I think that only showing four players is kind of cementing that. Yeah. And especially with back in the day with Resident Evil Outbreak. Do you ever play that? No. Yeah. So it, it was it was good. It was fun. Like the um, wait was Outbreak the fun one? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. There was no. There was the there was the the PS2 online Revel- ones were the ones no. that I, I liked. Well, Revelations that's different. No, that's yeah, like yeah. single player story. Yeah. Um, but there was multiplayer Resident Evil games that came out. I remember PS2 working at Best era. Buy and being like, oh, this one might be good. And yeah. I think there was the one that sucked. Damn, I'm really messing up. Someone's going to get me and, re- yeah. and you're wrong. I did not like the one that was last gen. That was the multiplayer, like really just kind of PvP focused stuff. Mm. I didn't like that at all. Um, but anyway, exciting stuff. I just love the RE engine. I want every game to be made in the RE engine and to see more. Is, is cool, especially different types of games. Like the fact that it translated so well from a first person Resident Evil 7 to a third person Resident Evil 2 to a third person action game like Devil May Cry 5. Like, I want to see what, what they can do when they stretch into different things. Not that I think you this know, is going to be that different. It's like a very flexible engine. I think yeah. this will be third person, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I so. agree. The cosmetics, upgrading, you know, weapon mods. Who knows, man? Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see. Um, you're wrong already. Nanobiologist says there were six classes in World War Z. Gunslinger, Hellraiser, who specializes in using explosive, fixer, medic, slasher, uh, who uses melee weapons, and exterminator, who specializes in crowd control. Uh, Resident Evil Outbreak on the PS2 did have a lot. Okay, so Outbreak, I was right. It is the one that I liked. Um, Whatever the one last gen was. was Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's the one that I 
remember seeing at stores and wondering if it was going to be good. And a lot of people telling me, eh, it wasn't that good. Yeah. yeah. Hard pass. Um, okay, moving on. Yakuza 7 will be a turn-based RPG. So weird. <laughs> this comes from Michael McWhorter at Polygon. Sega officially revealed the next game in its Yakuza action game franchise on Thursday and delivered a surprising twist. Yakuza 7 is ditching beat-em-up action for turn-based role-playing game mechanics. Yakuza 7, Whereabouts of Light and Darkness, as it's known in Japan, will bring with it other big changes. What was the, <laughs> that reminds you of, like, the... Uh, Fast and Furious is na- or Hobbs and Shaw in Japan, in Japan was, like super turbo wild chase, yeah, <laughs> super like turbo max. twins or yeah. something like that. I forgot it was weird. Yakuza Seven Whereabouts of Light and Darkness, is, as it's known in Japan, will bring with it other big changes. The main protagonist is Ichiban Kasuga, a yakuza who spends 18 years in prison after taking the fall for his boss's crimes. After being abandoned by his clan and after his boss Masumi Arakawa, Arakara. Uh, attempts to murder him. Kasuga finds himself in Yokohama, the setting of Yakuza 7. Um, you can watch the Japanese trailer for the story, and also there is a combat system kind of demo they put out there. You can bring this up. Thank you. Um, you can kind of see the turn-based thing here. It looks very Persona Very Persona vibe, and it's Sega. Yeah, you know, so it makes it makes a lot of sense there. Um, amusingly, Sega first showed off Yakuza 7's turn-based battles back in April in what was widely assumed to be an April Fool's Day joke. Now they're just committing to it. Uh, Yakuza 7 is coming to PlayStation 4 in Japan on January 16, 2020, and a Western release is set for later in 2020 under the name Yakuza Like a Dragon. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is interesting. Yeah, I saw a great tweet from Imran uh, earlier this morning. It was one of those things I woke up in the middle of the night and saw Imran tweeting, and he was like... uh, yeah, uh, Yakuza is a turn-based RPG, and Final Fantasy VII Remake is an action game. What's uh, going on? Yeah, it's it's an interesting sort of turn on the whole franchise. It's mm. uh, I played, um, gosh, which is the one that just came out? I guess Judgment. Six, Judgment. Oh, Judgment well, is what I played. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a a style of fighting that I just don't care for. Uh huh. So maybe this might bring. I don't generally love turn-based, but it reminded me a lot of. Um, Watching how they were switching from player to player, it doesn't it, it doesn't look fully turn based. It looks like you're just kind of, you know, selecting people as you go. Mm-hmm. It kind of like uh, I I saw Emron tweet that it reminded me of Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, okay, it's kind of like yeah, I could see that as well. But I if it's fully turn based, eh, I don't know. I mean, the game is always so stylish. And yeah. I feel like just adding all that like Persona esque stuff like it's only gonna be cool. I do. It's want- only gonna help. Like we've had so many Yakuza games at this point, so like something a little different might be nice. And and it's possible that like the hardest of hardcore people are kind of there for just the weird humor and dialogue and characters. Like I don't know if necessarily the combat's gonna impact them that much. Mm-hmm. We'll see what the what the hardest of the hardcore think, though. Chad Betteridge writes in and says, Good morning, Tim and Andy. Uh, Yakuza 7 is coming, and it's going to be a turn-based RPG. As someone who grew up playing JRPGs in the 90s, this doesn't really irk me, but I do understand that the genre has kind of died off in recent years, with major exceptions being the Persona and Pokemon games. Was this the right decision for the series? Most people I talk to these days have absolutely zero interest in new turn-based RPGs. I think the genre can still work in 2019 if the accompanying gameplay is superb, again, like Persona and Pokemon. And I think Yakuza is another franchise capable of that, but surely there are going to be a lot of detractors because of this move. Yeah, I think that it's definitely it's a gamble, um, but th- these games come out at such a, a, a quick rate that it's like, I don't 
think that a, even a giant misstep is going to mess up the franchise. Right? Yeah, like, I agree. Let's just get right back on the train yeah. and try something different. Like I think them them doing this, and especially for a franchise that people already kind of understand what they're what they're getting. Sirens are on our side um, of what they're getting from the the franchise, and there is a, a large fan base for JRPGs. And guess where that is? Japan. Yeah. Um, it's like this could could make a lot of sense for them, and it, if it's good. People are gonna like it, you know. Sure, yeah. I see. I I gotta assume there's a lot of crossover between somebody who was really, really into playing Octopath, and somebody who is maybe a, a Yakuza fan who mm-hmm. sees this change and maybe this draws even more people towards it. Those mm-hmm. the harder of har- the hardcore uh, JRPG fans uh, or Yakuza fans. It's like kind yeah. of like getting a little bit from the other side. Yeah, and sure. The next thing you know, Sega's making that money. I, I'm interested mean? to see if this does like totally just have people go. Nope, I'm out. Yeah, you know the the Twitter reaction that I've seen doesn't seem to be that way so far. Like it seems to be more like poking fun at it, but like kind of intrigued. Yeah, interesting. So we'll see. Are you hyped? Let us know in the comments below. Are you mad about it? Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up. Shovel Knight Dig announced. New Shovel Knight Treasure Trove details announced. This comes from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. There's a lot here, guys. Like, If you want all the information, definitely go check out the article uh, by Adam and Adam Bankhurst over on IGN because it's some detailed shit. Um, Yacht Club Games has announced Shovel Knight Dig, a brand new game and adventure for the titular character from 2014, Shovel Knight, and has also revealed more details on King of Cards... King of Cards, Showdown, Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, and King Knight Amiibo, and new features headed to Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Announced by Yacht Club Games, Shovel Knight Dig is also being worked on by Nitrome and has been in development for over a year, although it has quite a ways to go still. Do you see the trailer for this one? I sure did. 16-bit little upgrade. More, yeah, more yeah. little 16-bit look. Yeah. A, a, a fun thing. It didn't so much look like a Super Nintendo game. It got more of a Genesis vibe from it. Yeah. Where everything kind of looks a little like, like squished. There was also like just extra saturation on everything, I feel. It, it looks fun. It. Uh, yeah. I was kind of um, a little bit disappointed because I thought it was going to be a brand new IP. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there were some listings, I believe about a year ago maybe, where they were trying to, they were looking for 3D artists. Mm. And so that kind of like got me speculating, like, oh, maybe they're there. Maybe a new IP is coming. Maybe it's Shovel Knight in 3D. Maybe it's some Shovel sort 64. of like weird top-down kind of like platformer. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was a little bit bummed out by seeing Shovel Knight dig. I'll, I got to be honest, uh, it's a game I'll still play because I enjoy the hell out of Shovel Knight. Didn't really play a whole lot of the side stories though. I didn't. So I, I, I mean, enjoyed a little bit of Specter Knight, but. Um, I forgot the other one that Plague came Knight. out. Yeah, Plague Knight was just not for me. So that's the problem with uh, with these games, and it's also the most brilliant thing that they they've done is they commit to this to Shovel Knight, the game, and the Treasure Trove, and all that stuff, and all the weird spinoffs, so hard where it's just like constantly there's things coming out for it, and they're such high quality. Like this game is such a great deal, especially when you get the Treasure Trove and you mm-hmm. get all of it. There's just so much content that's all just superb but the problem was when they started first putting them out it's been so long between the releases that you kind of just forget about it like the king knight one it's like when is that coming yeah we we now know it's coming soon but it's like that's still not enough right Yeah, i feel like we've been seeing that for a while now but with the plague knight dlc that was just the same game but with a different character like placed out with like minor little changes and like i didn't really vibe with it king knight was shown when i was still at rooster teeth i believe yeah, I mean, it's yeah. been a long time. Mm-hmm. And then Specter Knight uh, launched alongside the Nintendo Switch, and everyone that wasn't like super in uh, and paying attention like didn't understand that it wasn't just like Plague Knight. It was actually a full new game, and it was amazing. But it 
being marketed next to the Plague Knight one, it's like, oh wait, is this the same game just with a different character? But it's like, no, it's a brand new adventure. Different play style, different everything. And now they're adding all this other stuff, the showdown, like the multiplayer mode and all that stuff. And it's like, wow, there's just so much content here. But at what point... They're doubling down on the franchise a lot. And it, but in one title. like sure, that's huh? It's like, when are they... Like, if they were to have just called it Shovel Knight 2, would it have... You know, done more, right, and better for them. Um, but they also generated more hype. They yeah. also committed to this idea a long time ago of the treasure trove and it all being part of the same thing. And like they, you know, tweaked that over time of like what you actually buy as the package. But I just think they've done such a great job of making great content. I just don't think they've done the best job of uh, releasing it and talking about it in a way that's clear to the mainstream. Sure. Um, and so that's why with this shovel knight dig being a separate thing. I think at least they're like making it look different and they're marketing it differently and it looks more SteamWorld dig inspired. Yeah. And they're like, this is not purely just Yacht Club. This is a, mm-hmm. an outside developer in Nitrum that's also mainly working on it. We're kind of helping out here and there. I think that does sort of differentiate it from being kind of a core title. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know that this isn't... In my mind, I'm hoping that, yes, Yacht Club Core is actually still working on something else. I mean, they're working on King King Knight. Knight, They're doing Showdown. Like, the thing is, we know what they're working on, which is great because it's going to be awesome. But at what point are they going to be working on another project? And when they are, how long is that going to take to actually come to fruition? Um, Going into this more, Shovel Knight Diggs levels have been meticulously crafted. Each adventure will be different as they are stitched together using proprietary generation techniques for infinite replayability. Um, in addition to Shovel Knight Dig, Yacht Club Games also gave further updates on King of Cards, Showdown, Amiibo, and much more. The Amiibo 3-pack featuring Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, and King Knight will be available in December, and each will unlock new costumes in Shovel Knight, uh, Boom Tech Plague Knight, Lich Lord, Spectre Knight, and Ultimate Supreme King Knight. The Amiibo will also make the costumes available in Showdown and will unlock new platforming challenges within each game's challenge run. There's just so much shit. Yeah. Uh, lastly, the Amiibo will unlock a fairy friend that will follow the player throughout the adventure. Um, as for other new features, Shovel of Hope, Shovel Knight's main campaign, will add a third option for character pronouns, allowing players to choose they slash them if they choose. Players will also be able to earn Shovel Knight feats while playing co-op. Plague of Shadows now has Alchemy Quick Select option and Spectre Tournament will gain five all-new platforming challenges. Lastly, the King of Cards campaign is completed and coming soon, although no further release date was given, and a physical Xbox One version of Shovel Knight Treasure Trove has been announced alongside PS4 and Nintendo Switch. So that's a lot. It's a lot of information. It's cool that they're all coming, and it's cool that, like, PAX is their shit. You know what I mean? It's like, that's exactly where they should be talking about, surrounding that, talking about all, all the things that they're doing. I'm excited to give Dig a try, but... I'm more excited for the the King Knight stuff for sure. So, and Showdown should be super fun for a party mode. Sure, yeah. I hope King, yeah, I hope King of Cards has more of a play style that I can mess mess around with. Because I, again, I Plague Knight didn't do much for me. Spectre Knight had interesting traversal, but it, I don't know, it just never it never grabbed me the way Shovel Knight did. Yeah. I think Shovel Knight. I think that was just one of the best games I've played in a while. Yeah. Moving on, Man of Medan sequel. Little Hope teased for 2020. This also comes from Matt Perslow at IGN. The next game in the Dark Pictures anthology and sequel to Man of Medan has been announced. Do you know who we're pronouncing it right? No idea. It's fun to say it that I feel way, like we've only been Man saying Man of Medan, Man of Medan, but like, what if it's Medan or something? I mean, we'll have to. Possible to know. 
It's impossible to know. Yeah. Uh, the next game is called Little Hope and will be released in 2020. The trailer features Bandersnatch and Midsummer's Will Poulter as Andrew and appears to be set in a creepy town called Little Hope. A young girl with a creepy doll can be seen dancing around a fire, and Andrew's friend Angela is shown to be in trouble. Beyond that, the trailer offers very little indication as to what Little Hope's story is. As an anthology series, The Dark Pictures presents each game as a standalone experience rather than as a sequel to the games before it. As far as we know, there's no connection between Man and Medan and Little Hope in narrative or characters, but we wouldn't be surprised if there are hints or Easter eggs littered around the games. It's uh, it's um, Sid from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. That's the character. Yeah, it that's is. that's uh, Will Poulter. Oh, really? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's not Sid. It's the guy that looks like Sid, the actor. Okay. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you no, all Andy Brink- Brinker is the no, voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is cool. I like that they're talking about it so quickly, like with Man and Medan re- releasing this week. Um, I and also I can't wait to play Man of Medan. Have you played it all, Barrett? No. Okay. Yeah, that's I think a. I'm gonna do that this weekend. It's a. Uh, I I heard Greg talking about it though, but I don't yeah, know. I, I feel like Greg, Greg and Joey came off very meh about it on Gamescast yesterday. Mm. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was like. Right, Did they fun. beat it? Do you know? Yes, they both beat it. Oh, uh, man. So, like, uh, Too yeah, Joey, for me. Joey played with uh, one of our friends, and I think Greg. Uh, Greg played it like uh, solo, um, and he felt like he it was an even lesser experience playing it solo and whatnot because mm. you don't get that experience of like doing perspective. Yeah, doing that one route might be more interesting, and I took this yeah, route or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Did they give a timeline of how long it takes? I don't remember if they It did. takes six Bachelor episodes. Yes. Damn, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way Tim like, tells like when your, your mom and dad would like take you on trips, they'll be like, it's like, how long is the drive going to be? It's like, it's like three Rugrats yeah. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm interested in this anthology series and the way that they're doing it because they are smaller titles and they kind of can learn from their mistakes as sure. they, they go forward. And do you think it's something you'd get, you'd play with Gia? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to do that. Um, it sucks that it sounds like it's not great, but I still think that there's just something special about these type of games, and I like that they're shorter because Until Dawn's great, but I, I don't, I can't keep Gia's attention. For it's a real long, long game. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely long. Yeah, uh, but this is this if is these cool. smaller episodes are several hours, a couple hours here and there. Yeah, I think that's cool shit. And a uh, little hope, like what they're talking about, sounds cool. Creepy young girls. And Will like, Poulter's a great actor. Like, mm-hmm. he, and he's creepy too. Yeah, he's creepy as hell. Bandersnatch. You ever watch Bandersnatch? Mm mm. Well, it was okay. Well, Bandersnatch was the other, was the Netflix, was the Netflix thing. one. Yeah. It was like this, right? Well, no. I mean, Bandersnatch wasn't like horror related. No, but it was like interactive, right? Means. Yeah. Yeah, you would select your this own kid. adventure. You'd this move on. This kid has a thing. You yeah. know what I mean? He's typecast. Mm hmm. Just, like just like he was Sid in Toy Story. Exactly. <laughs> Next up, uh, Pokemon Masters is out today. This comes from Mike Fahey at Kotaku. He, he played for a bit and got to give some impressions. Uh, in Pokemon Masters, out today for iOS and Android, players recruit famous Pokemon trainers from throughout the series' 23-year history. God damn. That, that makes me feel very, very oh old. <laughs> Creating teams of three and battling through an adventure that feels more like the cartoon than any game that's come before. All right, all right. Uh, The new game begins with the player, a nameless human partner to Pikachu. No surprise there. Joining up with Misty and Brock on the island of Pasio. 
on Pasio. Trainers from across all Pokemon regions compete in the Pokemon Masters League. The goal is the same as it is in many Pokemon games. Players travel the world, collecting badges, eventually earning the right to take on the upper echelons of the league. What's different is that instead of building a large collection of pocket monsters, each trainer is partnered with just a single Pokemon. There's no collecting or capturing... capturing pocket monsters and Pokemon Masters. Instead, the player collects Sync Pairs, the game's name for trainers and their set partners. Some trainers, like Misty and Brock, join automatically as the game's story unfolds. If there's a big battle against a badge-holding boss trainer at the end of one of the game's chapters, odds are they'll be joining the player's team. The vast majority of the 65 Sync Pairs available at launch are purchased via an in-game market. Uh, the battles in Pokemon Masters are interesting. Before each fight, players from a team of three Sync Pairs, each pair has Sorry, players form a team of three sync pairs. Each pair has a specific elemental type, so the idea is to create a team that's super effective against the enemy. The pre-battle screen recommends types for each fight, so it's normally just a matter of having the right trainers on the team and keeping them leveled through combat or the use of purchased and awarded upgrade items. Uh, He says, I've not encountered a lot of pressure to spend real money in Pokemon Masters so far. The game's been pretty generous handing out currency, and I've yet to encounter a fight or event that suggested a sync pair of an element I did not possess. As the game goes live, and special events start rolling out that could change but so far I've not spent a single cent and I'm perfectly content I've just got to separate myself from the gotta catch them all mentality which isn't so hard when I'm collecting people instead of adorable critters and I suppose in Pokemon Masters the real pocket monsters are the friends you make along the way great job Mike you excited about this not really no really just don't I like I that that does not sort of I want to collect Pokemon you know (laughs) see I'm all about this because I love the lore of the Pokemon games, and I love that Lance is back, and I love that like just seeing Lieutenant Surge and all that stuff. Like, and there's there is story elements and stuff. You know, it's going to be dumb crossover stuff that isn't canon and doesn't matter at all. But like, I feel like this is going to be made by people that actually care and love it. There's going to be dumb little jokes, and I feel like the writing's going to really kind of cater to the anime experience. Little where, little winks at the crowd. Exactly. And you'll get like, this. Yeah, you know? man. Um, and this is just something cool about, like, you know you're going to face off against Red at some point, and that's always epic. It's always like, yeah, dude, I'm doing it again. 23 years Red later. Red fucks, right? Red fucks, yeah, man. Good for him. Blue fucks, her, too. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just not interested by a, a Pokemon mobile game really anymore. Unless it's like an actual core title that actually comes out, but Pokemon Go had me for several months and then dropped it yeah. like a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Spent so much money on that goddamn game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, I would hate to get sucked in by another Pokemon game and then forfeit several, several uh, U.S. American dollars. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sounds more of my speed when it comes to mobile game style and, and gameplay style. Like I, I like the one-handed vertical type thing and like the way that they're they're keeping some of the elements of the turn-based Pokemon stuff but adapting it a bit more to be mobile I like. What I don't like is how he described it sounding like forming these little groups of people. The groups I'm cool with but I don't like the idea that it's like super obvious of what you need to do to beat the other side. I wish it was a little bit more like grindy you know of like you actually need to train and be able to Outpower the other person instead of it's just like oh well, water, too beat, water beats fire yeah so it's like obviously choose the water type. well he does mention like you have to make sure not like it does very much point you out if you're one of them dumb kids of like hey like if this is grass type you need fire but he does mention like you have to make sure like the people on your team like are leveled and stuff like that so yeah it might be like that weird in between of like stuff that we aren't really into but also like this like kind of grindy stuff that we like so. yeah are you stoked about this at all. I'm very interested uh, to check this out. I might check it out tonight. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely playing tonight. Exciting times. 
But tonight, Andy, it's so far away. If I wanted to know what games were coming to Mom and Grop Shops, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Thanks, Barrett. Out today, Agent A, a puzzle in disguise. Day one by. On the Nintendo Switch. Brunch Club on the Nintendo Switch. We're going to do a party mode of that in a couple weeks. Um, Bubsy, pause on fire, <laughs> coming to Switch. Is this the Bubsy game that like came back? I wonder if it just hit like if it, if it just hit like public domain and somebody just picked up <laughs> the Bubsy. Now it's Bubsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grand Brie Shooter, B R I X Bricks. Grand Bricks Shooter. What? I don't get I it. I mean, Grand Prix. It looks like I guess pre. it kind of rhymes. Grand yeah. Brie. I don't know. Maybe it Can is. Can you look p- it up? Maybe it is with a P R I. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Grand Prix Shooter sounds weird, too. I'm going to pre. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a Game Grumps reference. Uh, <laughs> Grand Bricks Shooter's coming to Switch and PC. <laughs> you, just, you just settle for bricks. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he'll look it up and we'll figure it out. But, <laughs> but uh, Grand, wait, Heepo coming to Switch and PC. Oh, here we got. Oh, God. Yeah, I think it maybe is bricks, dude, because they look like blocks that you're shooting at. Uh. No, never mind. <laughs> Can you show the people this? Can, Can you, you play s- the trailer a little bit? I don't think the trailer is popping up at all. Hell yeah. Up. It's like probably in flash for like. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll never know. Damn it. Uh, the and Lord of the Rings it. adventure card game. I'm in. Coming uh, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, like I said, Pokemon Masters, iOS, and Android. Uh, Renzo Racer leaves early access today. Publisher All In Games and developer The Knights of Unity revealed that Little Racer, a childhood-inspired couch multiplayer racing game controlled with just two buttons, is available now for the Nintendo Switch. Some new dates for you. Uh, William Cryer Studio is thrilled to announce its long-awaited exploration puzzle game, Manifold Garden. will launch for Windows PC this year as a 12-month timed exclusive on Epic Game Store. Total War 2, The Hunter and the Beast, out September 11th. And playable in both the Eye of the Vortex and Mortal Empires campaigns. The Hunter and the Beast introduces two new legendary lords for the Empire and Lizardmen races. Is that what to- is that what Tom Hawkins works on? Total yeah. War? Right? Yeah, That's the one? Um, hey, Tom. With unique faction and campaign mechanics, as well as a host of devastating battlefield units. Uh, Today, Sega announced the official launch dates of League of Wonderland, a brand new real-time strategy game for iOS and Android. League of Wonderland brings to mobile the expertise of Sega's arcade game Wonderland Wars, which launched in Japan in 2015 and is planned for a launch on September 30th, 2019. You getting that one, too? No, no, I'm going to pass that one. Damn, shocking. Yeah. Uh, Costume Quest. I'll be too busy playing Bricks. Uh, <laughs> Costume Quest, the latest hit animated series produced by WoW Unlimited Media's Federator Studios, today announced the addition of seven brand new episodes that will premiere on October 11th. Additionally, a 35-minute holiday special, Heroes on Holiday, will premiere on November 22nd. Nothing like a good holiday special, Tim. So Greg put this in here. Okay. Is he, like, adding his own... But, so it's a TV show. Yeah. So is the TV show based on Costume Quest of the Game? I, I assume, yeah, assume yeah, so, okay. yeah. Interesting. Well, there you go. Uh, deals of the day for you. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is two years old today. Wow. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. Um, and because of that, the game and its DLC are currently on sale. First time the DLC has been on sale separately. Uh, the normal edition from is down from $60 down to $20. 
Gold Edition down to twenty six thirty nine. That's kind of shocking. Season pass is thirteen thirty nine. I thought like Nintendo would have put it on sale for fifty eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Yubi, so yeah, that's true. So there you go. Um, also, Celeste and Insider free on the Epic Game Store. Yeah, go and get those. Also, there's a Ubisoft sale on the U.S. Nintendo eShop. Inside uh, is so fucking good. That. So yeah, uh, along with Mario Rabbids being on sale, we've got Assassin's Creed Three Remastered. If that uh, floats your boat, uh, twenty six seventy nine. Rayman Legends Definitive Edition. Woo. Fifteen ninety nine. Wow, yeah. totally worth that. And then South Park: The Stick of Truth, I think, is also fifteen bucks. And then like Child of Light, Valiant Hearts, all like cheaper. Check them out. Cool, good guy. Child of Light didn't do it for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. But I love the UB art style. So inside, quick story about that. Yeah, um, my friend Rochelle, the what do we call her? Weight trainer. Yeah, she's Super, a weightlifter, bodybuilder, yeah, bodybuilder. Yeah, friend of mine. Um, bodylifter. One time, me, her, and Gia were. Out getting some sushi. We're just talking. And video games come up. She's like, oh, what are the cool video games now? And I was like explaining the Nintendo Switch and whatever the hell. I was like, yeah, that's what the kids are playing these days. You know what I mean? Fortnite's a thing. It's whatever. like when your uncle and aunt just kind of want to be in on that, it. That's yeah. my thing. I was just like, oh, whatever. I'll humor you. I'm sure. not like, I'll just keep it top level. And I was like, like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I, I play video games every once in a while. And I was like, what? Like, what's the last game you played? She goes, oh, I played Inside. Like, what the fuck? Really? Like, what a weird... It's the most bizarre thing. She's like, yeah, I, I, I was sitting in a place that had an Xbox, and I Googled, like, what game should I play? And the thing came up said inside, and she beat it. Wow. Good for her. It's the most... Because she does not play games otherwise. Wow. I was like, oh, She 100%ed it. She, you know, platinum inside. Anyway. Um, really interesting. We're about to get some reader mail, but before we do that, I want to tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Brooklinen. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care. You spend one-third of your life in sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? I know that I do, and I know that Greg does, and that's why we both use Brooklinen sheets. When you sleep, sleep well on hotel-quality sheets that don't cost an arm and a leg. People are loving and recommending Brooklinen.com for so many reasons. One, because it's so easy to choose what color you want. You go, you pick and choose. You can have different pillowcases from your sheets, or you can have the same. Up to you. So many options. Brooklinen Sheets are named the winner of the best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. And Good Housekeeping is never wrong. Barrett, despite what you have to say. Okay. <laughs> Greg loves Brooklinen. All of his porty and bed photos on Instagram are in these sheets. They're easy to mix and match online. They're luxury sheets. You can also get towels, bedding, and more without the luxury markup. Uh, Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middleman, just a great product and service. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just to you guys. You can get 10% off and free shipping when you use promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their products that all of their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. I think I'm jumping on some of this. You got it, man. I have like really bad, uncool sheets. Like Especially I, after sleeping in hotels. Like Uncool, the past- meaning like? Temperature or like both kind of yeah like after sleeping in hotels for the past two weekends like both of those hotels had awesome sheets and I came back and I was like oh yeah these aren't very good these are like just kind of the cheap bargain bin that I went for I'm telling you Andy Brooklinen.com slash games or promo code games you should do it I love these sheets. Like, totally real. Okay. Uh, and also, shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out, it's hard. 
especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debts uh, like Greg Miller had back in the day uh, when he was making his journey over here to San Francisco. But he didn't have this. So he had to struggle. This could have helped him so very, very much. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you, and they understand that. And I'm going to say that I like this ad is a good ad. Whoever wrote it did a good job with 99% of it, but that part always confuses me. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you, and they understand that. What? They understand they believe in you. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, cool. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. The best part, once the loan's approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, and fund weddings or just make large purchases. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot in a hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. I believe in you too. How about that? How about that? Let's do let's, let's do, do some questions let's here, Andy. Do. Hold on a sec. I got you. What, what, what are you going to be streaming soon? Uh, I'm going to be continuing with more control. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping when I beat control, I can jump on that astral chain action. Mm-hmm. But then maybe Borderlands will be out by then. Who knows? Dude, you got to get on astral chain, man. I know. I know. You I need are to. going to love it. Uh, I, saw, I saw kind of a really cold take on the internet by someone that I didn't recognize, but they were verified, but I didn't recognize them. And it was like, as a you know, as I grow older, games like. Uh, he's kind of alluding to the fact that like games like Control just don't grab me anymore, but Astral Chain for me is like where it's at. Uh, but he was kind of alluding to the fact that like Control is a basic ass like Call of Duty style like mm. kind of just generic third Hopper. person action game, and it's like, dude, it's weird as fuck. This game is not that. <laughs> like yeah, whatever yeah. you think it is, it is totally like. There's a lot of weird shit going on, and it's really out there and awesome. So, yeah, yeah. How, what do you feel about the combat? Oh my god, I love it. It's so fun. Yeah, like, I finally unlocked the flying ability last night. And uh, so, like, flying ability coupled with, like, mid-air dodge. People shoot a rocket launcher at you. You catch the rocket in mid-air, throw it back at them. Like, it's just so satisfying. And I was, I was mentioning yesterday on the Gamescast how the, the third-person shooting in this is, like, some of the tightest third-person shooting I've felt in a lot of games. Like, you know, Division, all that stuff. I feel like this is probably, like, the best-feeling one. Really? Yeah. Huh. It feels awesome to okay. shoot. Yeah. Good job, Remedy. Uh, Gilly Brums writes in and says, Hi, KFGD crew. Spyro is coming at Crash Team Racing this week, baby. Time to get hyped. I know these two franchises are in an unusual case, having started as PS1 exclusives and over time migrating to different consoles. But do you have any thoughts on other mascot characters that could join the CTR roster? Mario Kart 8 style. Thanks for all you do. Gilly Brums. Hmm. I mean, dude, I haven't really thought d- of this. Let's dive in. Get Ratchet, get Sly Cooper, get Mario, get Master Chief. Who cares? Let's put them all in. Let's just have, they can all have fun together. Sonic the Hedgehog. You know what I mean? What if it's a big, like, five, the time like, cap. all five of them, like, just mixed in in a really, like, mutant-like fashion? No, Andy. <laughs> no. 
But Nathan Drake, man, mm-hmm. how how like out of place would Nathan Drake look in Crash Team Racing? Hey, man, I, <laughs> like just a normal normal human. <laughs> if Smash Brothers could make snake fighting Pikachu look fine, like I'm pretty sure, sure that Crash Team Racing could do it too. Yeah, but just I guess like the realism of it, like yeah. a normal human, just like in a Kawasaki four wheeler, <laughs> like everything's super realistic looking. Dude, I'm pretty bummed about Crash Team Racing. And what, how they're doing the whole microtransaction stuff. Yeah. It's it's shady shit, Andy. It's weird. Like, that was a game we were supposed to do a party mode of, and we just, like, never got to it. The problem is, like, me and Greg were talking about it. I just think the skill ceiling is just, like, a little too high and compared to the other car racing games. And I just feel like I mean, we should still do it, but it's just there's a, a understanding of the drift mechanics that, like, we would need everybody to play a little bit before we actually did it or else it would just... I'd clown you all I mean, who, you know who wouldn't need to practice before is Nick Scarpino. Because mm-hmm. he hopped on a Sonic Team Racing. The only race he lost was when his controller was broken. Is that real? It was shocking. It was me, Joey, and Nick. And, like, Nick was just dominating. It was so bizarre. I don't know why Joey would ever play games with us. Yeah, me either. Because <laughs> it's, it's just Nick shit talking the yeah. whole time. It's an embarrassing party mode. For yeah, you. it's really bad. It was really bad. But the uh, the Crash Team Racing stuff is so sad because the game is fantastic. They did such a good job with it. And when it first came out, there was so much content. And the way that they were handling the, the DLC was it's free. There's a lot of it. And it's like, wow, they're really doing this right. There's not really microtransactions. And then, like, a month later, it's like, now the cool stuff's coming. There's so much microtransactions. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, don't. Activision, just be cool, man. But they it, won't. Did you see how, like, in the new will. 2K, there's just, like, straight-up gambling machines now? No way. Yeah. I, I saw, like, a screenshot of a uh, fuck I hope I'm not getting memed maybe it was a meme because like the, the, <laughs> it just hit me right now like fuck maybe they were just memeing around <laughs> shit but no I, I I think it fuck I don't even want to continue on with the story I could yeah. just be lying about all That's this so shit funny. I was yeah. at a, the mall yesterday I walked by a GameStop and saw the poster for NBA 2K 20 yeah. or whatever it is dope as fuck what's up with these like neon Miami colors oh you know they, they debuted last year or two years ago maybe they're called like uh, Miami Knights or something like that. But I mean, that. like the big the poster for the game is like all neon. Vice oh, City it was looking. only that. It was because Dwayne Wade retired, and oh. like that cover is his special kind of cool cover. It's dope as fuck. Yeah, it looks and those really, jerseys really are amazing. A lot yeah. of people in chat, Andy, are saying that it's not a meme. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, that is insane. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, they, they've they've gotten grilled over their Michael Jones actions, and they kind of deserve it because I thought that they were getting like just way yeah. too out there, and it was just getting like, come on, guys, you're not even trying to like hide this, you know? Yeah. Um, especially for a game that, you know, has is, is annualized, and you know they're trying to innovate, they're trying to have new story modes and new cutscenes and all these sort of the new NBA experience looks. Like sort of like way different than before. Like, um, 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 oh God, what's his name? Luther. Uh, he's also um, Jesus. They Idris want Selba. Idris Elba. Oh. He's like a coach in in the next okay. one. Like, yeah, it looks they're they're kind of going the Madden uh, long shot route with like oh. uh, uh, Thomas Middleditch is your agent. Like he's kind of sitting there and he's like, "Look, we got to come up with Wait, a plan." The you know? Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? He's like, he's like your agent. I think he's I an agent or, or like something like on. He's on your squad though, um, and they're trying to make it like <laughs> he's such an agent. They're putting a lot into it, cool. which is really cool. But it's still like you know the the rest of it just kind of gets a little too shady. Yeah. Uh. Mm. William Wolfgang writes in and says, "What's good, KFGD crew? September's basically here, and there are only two months left until November. So why is there no release date for Stadia?" 
Do you think this is just some marketing play to have one last Stadia Connect before launch? Could the fact that there is no expensive console needed to go out and buy be the reason that they can wait so long on announcing the release date? Or are they really not close enough to being ready and they can't give a release date yet? When do you think they will give us the release date? Will I have to call in sick to work instead of asking for time off to ensure I get my Stadia name without having to put useless numbers at the end? Would love to know what you guys think. Keep up the good work. There you go. To your last point, if you do the Founders Pack now, you can get your name. You can get that name, yeah. Yeah, it's the whole point of the name thing. Yeah. I mean, I you know, it's a lot of money, though. But I don't think that even when it comes out, I don't think you can just get it. Can you? Don't you still need to do the Founders Pack? No. I mean, like, the well, I guess, you know what? Yeah, I guess Founders have first dibs. I just don't know how you sign up for that, how you actually oh, yeah. sign up for that. He's going to buy the thing. I kind of think that it may be his last sort of uh, assumption that, like, I don't think they, I don't think it's ready yet. Hmm. I do have a feeling that maybe they're still, like, kind of in the final tweaking phases, uh, pulling the knobs, twisting them levers. Yeah. Twisting them lever knobs, exactly, you know? <laughs> like Pushing buttons. Yeah, like, I, th- wow. I think they're still in that phase. Yeah. Um, because I think it's just such a complicated thing to deal with. There's so many ver- there's so many variables. There's so many things that could go wrong and will go wrong. It just seems like an engineering nightmare. And from an engineer like me, Tim, mm-hmm. I would never want to step foot in that office. You wow. Know? Wow. Number number <laughs> one games journalist. Two games journalists. What are we settling on at this point? Number one games journalist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, cool. still land. Nothing's Jason changed. There, but. Well, Jason, feel like he's, we, we're kind of tied at this point. Yeah. Died. I feel like he's kind of like, he's come back. He's, come back? <laughs> he's yeah. doing a pretty good job over there in Kotaku. Oh, man. Uh, I, I think differently. I feel like they have this under control, at least for the launch, and they have a plan, and they're just, it's what he was saying earlier about, like, they don't need to have this like long like it launches on this day it, I think it's more exciting to be like and it's out tomorrow you know what I mean like that gets more mainstream type of press headlines that are like whoa Google's launching its service and you can get it you know mm-hmm. like being able to sign up and actively use it like having, having a call to action is very important whereas pre-orders are more important when you're talking about physical hardware and all that stuff sure but when will it be announced I don't know they're definitely going to have to do another connect before um, it launches um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do a connect that is the launch announcement. You know what I mean? Of like, hey, it's whether it's out today or out later today or tomorrow or whatever it is. I think it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround from the time that we get the connect and when it when it actually comes out. And I imagine that that will be in November. And I pre-ordered one. I kind of regret it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of the, like, I saw Greg pre-ordered it, and I was like, oh, oh shit, shit should yeah, I, I need this thing. Yeah, and I did it, too, and I was like, ah, why did I do that? Did like, you I'm, sign up for Disney Plus yet? No. You mean the three-year thing? Yeah. Should I? I mean, dude. It's a good deal. $4 a month, man. Pretty dang good deal. It's like $4 a month, and if you team up with a couple people, you can have four streams at once. Wow. So it's like, if you plan this correctly, That's like a bag cheap. of hot fries a month. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Flaming hot fries. I can go over some right now. Something loud just that fell. was that was very loud. The most that was in here. Bangy shit I've ever heard in the studio. And Kevin is not here. Kevin is. I think that was like outside. I think that might have been like a truck or something. Jesus, that was very loud. I don't know. Yeah. It felt like it was. Right I think there. it was in. Oh, really? in it felt like it was uh, Kevin's closet. Like everything just fell out of his. Everything just like, fell out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. What happened, Nick? Uh, just the things fell out of Kevin's closet. Yeah, that's what we thought. That's what we thought. That's what we thought. <laughs> uh, hold, on, hold on, that was my bad. Uh, okay. I stacked them precariously yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and didn't realize how much. So 
It's not. Uh, we, we, we can make fun of Kevin for other stuff. No, it's but not. This it's one's not on me. This that was just funny because he was just like, "Oh, so it sounded like something just fell out of Kevin's closet." You, yeah, something just fell out of Kevin's closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was my bad. My bad audience. The, the the chaos is on our side. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. Yeah. Nice shirt, Sirens on our thanks. That man. is a nice that shirt. For? Uh, it's for uh, KFAF Connect between 3 and 5 is It's on happen- sale right now Kindoffunny.com slash store What's, When are we doing KFAF? Right after this <laughs> Is Tim going to be the judge? No Yeah he is uh, Oh yeah? Yeah Okay cool Fantastic Andy what games are you looking forward to the rest of the year? Oh man um, Link's Awakening Remake Is yeah. probably the top of my list Oh yeah Below that I'd probably put Um Death Stranding, you know, I'd say like close, right? It's not like just super below it, but Death Stranding, of course, I'm looking forward to. I'm a huge Kojima fan. I don't care like what he makes. I'll, I will probably buy it because it's weird and freaky and really uh, his art direction is always fantastic. Um, not his, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, Borderlands 3. Oh, yeah. Really looking forward to that. Um, Outer Worlds. Okay. Yeah. Really yeah. looking forward to Outer Worlds. I'm looking, I, I, I've, it's been a while since I've played sort of a a big open world sci-fi game with a lot of like different cool characters to meet. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping Raged would have Rage would have been that Rage Two, and it just kind of like fell short for me story wise yeah. and and character wise. What about Luigi's Mansion Three? Did that do anything for you? No, Luigi's Mansion never like. Uh, I was the guy that like just saw my friends play Luigi Mansion because they had the Game Cubes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They had the Game Cubes at launch. Uh, I, I guess two was on 3ds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that franchise never did it for me. You stoked for that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, all of them have been really good, but one was was very short, you know, and it was very replayable. But like, there wasn't much to it. Two fixed that, but I just feel like it was never at home on the 3ds. Like the the screens just weren't big enough. The resolution wasn't good enough. Like the the way that the lack of analog sticks or whatever, it's not great. Yeah. Um. I think Switch is going to be the perfect place for it. And uh, from when I played at E three, it's fantastic. I love the character that the game has. Like the the ghosts and all the just the 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 hotel you're in itself just feels so fun and Disney esque. Like it's very haunted mansion. Sure. Yeah. You know? I can see that. So that's exciting. there's a lot of whimsy to it. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Good word. Yeah, Great word. Good word. <laughs> Actually, Barrett, what about you? For Louis's bed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as uh, Andy and for it. Like, I didn't have a GameCube, and then, like, it was my cousin and my aunt who really loved Luigi's Mansion. I would watch it, and I was like, ah, oh, this seems cool, but, like, I never got hands on it. And then, yeah, I feel like the, the sequel came out, like, a week after I sold my, like, 3DS to get, uh, to save up for, or when did the sequel come out? Dark Moon, uh... I don't know, like 2014? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that was around the time where I sold my original 3DS to save up for a PS4. Uh, because that was around the same time where I sold it, and I had always wanted a Majora's Mask like uh, remake to play. And then I sold my 3DS, and then a week later they announced the Majora's there Mask remake. Go. I was like, God damn it. But uh, yeah, I've never I've never um, gotten into the, the Luigi Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon came out March 20th, 2013. Uh, I think it's easy okay. for uh, for launch titles because, you know, that being a GameCube launch title, mm. I feel like it's easy for those games to kind of get forgotten, uh, especially from consumers like me. I mean, not that I was a consumer. It was my parents that were, like, buying me the things, but I was never there on launch day. I was never getting the consoles at launch. I was getting them years after the fact. So right. the, what, the, the hot launch titles at the time were never the games that I really played mm-hmm. um, just because they, you know... They were forgotten about. They were yesterday's news. So yeah. a lot of those, like even with the 360, like there's so many, 
there's so many launch titles on the 360 that I'd never played because I, you know, I got the 360 like two years after the fact or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Luigi's I was like Mansion a, was weird because like I mean people did not like it when it first came out. Interesting. Like, some people did, but ev- the majority of people were let down for obvious reasons because it wasn't a Mario game, mm. and this was the first Nintendo console launch since the N sixty four. But so the little like, discs were cool. The little discs were cool to handle. They were really that was awesome, great. really cool. Um, but yeah, like Smash Brothers Melee was supposed to be a launch title. And what color it game got delayed did you have? Two weeks. Uh, purple. I had the orange one. Oh yeah, cool. mm. but only because I bought it from, I bought it from a pawn shop, and I felt so lucky that I found because like you know I bought the GameCube way later in the days, and it became like my Smash Double Dash machine. Yeah, um, Smash and Dash. Yeah, Smash and Dash, and um, and similar to like other consoles where I like I never had a PS3 at launch. It was I bought I bought two PS3s owned just because I or uh, pre owned. From pawn shops, because like I, I bought one and then I I beat the Uncharted yeah. and then I sold it. Oh, okay. because I like you know I was low on funds back in the day, but I really wanted to play these games, so like I would I would sell the console, and with that money I would like continue to save up. And then The Last of Us came out, so I bought another PS3, and yeah, so yeah. I get that struggle. Yeah, it's a real yeah. struggle. Back in the day, it was just like going to pawn shops and like, holy shit, they have no idea what they've got here. Yeah, <laughs> I bought a PS3 uh, just for Metal Gear Solid Four. Oh, got uh, it. Yeah. That was that was my thing. I experienced Metal Gear Solid Four when I first moved to Austin, and I my friend Alex was the was the PS3 owner, uh-huh. and so that was like a communal game that we yeah. all kind of gathered around the TV. Current watched me play. Well, so what, what actually happened is I had never really played the Metal Gear games at all, like. I played through some of two, but I never beat it when it was on PS2. Like, well, obviously, but uh, back in the day. And then uh, when four was coming out, I'm like, this looks so great. Like the trailers, those crazy ass fight cinematics they put out. They're like 15 minute long, like fights. Yeah, I was like, but between Vamp and uh, Raiden, I'm like, oh my god, I need this yeah. right. So I played through Twin Snakes, Metal Gear Solid Two, Metal Gear Solid Three, leading into four, all within like one month. Damn. And it was so it's dedication, so great. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, my, I remember in like I think maybe freshman year of high school or towards the end of middle school, printing out like a, a seventy-page game facts, like just breaking down every character and every story yeah. and just like sucking in this lore because I needed so more. It was so crazy. I, mean, I remember when four came out, they on the PS3 also put out this weird companion app, the, the Metal Gear database or something that kind of was that, where it's yeah. just like, here's how all the characters are connected or whatever, and I I played through all those games and read all of that, so it was so, my, for my first experience with Metal Gear, it was deep. Yeah. And yeah, Kern would just sit and watch me play the entire thing, he's never played a Metal Gear game, but he knows everything about it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, let's see, what are we doing now? Let's do some squad up, baby. Uh, Mao45, that's M-A-O-W-45 on PSN says being from Sweden I doubt many of the kind of funny best friends will be able to play with me but regardless I enjoy having people on my friends list that enjoy video games as much as I do crashing racing is my drug at the moment so maybe we could play together on some odd hours play with kebabs kebabs loves that shit yeah man Swedish people yeah get on it Mao 45 PSN M-A-O-W I bet the ping will be horrible like uh huh a person Sweden playing with a person in where's the kebabs from New Zealand or Australia? I think it's New Zealand. I don't want to guess because they get pissed off. When they you do get, when you guess they the do. wrong one. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Time for you wrong. Let's see what we got wrong today. Tons. Yeah, I'm sure. We got so oh, many. Well, that does a lot actually. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um. I'm still not used to my glasses, so everything feels like it's way too HD, <laughs> and it's, it's weird. Um. Ill Grill Chill says Hobbs and Shaw is called Wild Speed Super Combo. There we go. 
<laughs> That's what it was. It's so, it's so freaking great. amazing. <laughs> um, Nanobiologist says King of Cards DLC was initially announced August 30th, 2017, after Andy has joined. Kind of funny. Wow, I'm a liar. Man, I could have sworn I saw I saw it when I was at Rooster Teeth. Um, King of the Homeland says that UTC is coordinated universal time. Court. Time be, cut? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Wouldn't it be universal time coordinated? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, it's still the ultimate time for me, Tim. According to a pronunciation video, you're pronouncing Madan correctly. Ew. Says, I was hoping I was wrong. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we were wrong this whole time because it sucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, pull out a, a comment from Panzer G2 earlier in the show. Whoa, Black Betty, man of a man, man of a man. Man. <laughs> That's so, so true. Weird. You know what's some bullshit? And I feel like this is a cool Greg ass tweet. Pronouncing Madan. Like why why is pronunciation so hard to pronounce? It's a good uh, wow, yeah. That's a very, like, Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> like, it's so fucked up, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, What's up with Kulgar fighting with the whole... With space? Astronauts. Dude, <laughs> I, 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 need, I tweeted it. I need to tell him. I was like, do not yeah. fuck with space, you're, dude. You're fucking with the People wrong get real side. upset, man. You're out of your lane right here, Cool G. Um, Nanobiologist says, bricks is pronounced as bricks and is the sugar content of an equaceous solution. What? He's a biologist. Super I don't know what to tell you. Fast combo. <laughs> he also says La Mulana one and two coming to Switch, PS4, and Xbox One in early 2020. Um. Oh, Denton says Bubsy Paws on Fires developed by Choice Provisions, formerly Gajin Games of BitTrip fame. Here's what they had to say about it. After some productive meetings and even more productive face scratches, we agreed to work with Bubsy on creating an auto runner worthy of his stature. And when that was done, we scrapped it and made a good game instead. Great. Oh, that's great. Wow. Fantastic. Wow. What was the name of their de- the developer? Uh, Choice Provisions. Oh, no, no. Well, there was another word you said in there. It sounded Gai- like... Gaijin Games. Gaijin. Yeah, I think it is. Wow, It means cool. outsider in Tokyo Drift That's language. That's really cool, man. Um, that guy sucked. Now, Biologist says the only way to play Stadia at launch is with the Founders Edition pack, but after that, you need a pro subscription of $10 until the free Stadia-based sub comes up. Yeah, Cool Greg in the room? Cool Greg's just giving me a thumbs up. Oh. Oh, yeah, Gaijin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my friends call him back in Tennessee, Alabama. Gaijin. <laughs> um, and then the final thing, now biologist once again. God, you should just be on the show. Just on it. Um, breaking news, he Apple announces next event for September 10th. New iPhones are expected. Um, so That's yeah, not cool. gaming news. Uh, it's gaming news because they're probably going to talk about the Apple Arcade, Arcade. stuff. Arcade. Um, yeah. In more breaking, breaking news, Greg got invited to this. Whoa! We're getting invited to Apple events, baby. Wow. Moving on up in the world. Moving Old on Timmy up. Old Timmy Cook. Woo! Gotta love it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Andy, thank you very much for yeah. joining me. And guess what? You're back tomorrow. We're back tomorrow. Whoa! Oh, fast speed super combo. Super combo, baby. High five. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Uh, stay tuned for KFAF after this. Uh, it's going to be a good one. I saw some things they had planned for it. God <laughs> damn. It's good. It's real bad. Until then, I love you.